for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like when I look what time it is, I'm also looking like I can't just check the time anymore. I'm looking at the emails I got. I'm looking at text, things I've got to do. And it's just like overwhelming seeing it visually. I actually, yeah. it's funny. Calm down my phone. I set my background as the desktop or no, Windows 98 background. Yeah. From back in the day. So nice. when on my phone, they're like, that's familiar. Are you literally using a Windows 98 desktop as like your screensaver and background? I'm like, yes, because. <laughs> Actually, what I did recently was I turned all my notifications off of my other than like anything to do with like work, work. All my notifications are off. And so like if I want to go see how a post or something is doing on Facebook, I have to like physically go into the app and look. And I found that I don't use Facebook as much. Me either anymore. So that that's it's, really exciting. And yeah, that, keep... Facebook memories are something that just like remind you of stuff all the time. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, Facebook kind of making me sad, making me feel old. It's making me sad. So I'll, I used to only get on Facebook to like check memories and you know keep up with my family but i actually got 100 friend requests in one day that's what happened to me i started getting friend requests like crazy yeah. and uh, i accept a lot of people that send me friend requests and something happened and i just got bombarded with friend requests and now when i get on facebook it's mostly ads mm -hmm. so, um i just started liking checking instagram more because it was more simple yeah. to me and it's easier to navigate. And that's where I was getting the most traction. So I kind of veered off of Facebook and just started using Instagram more. But like I say, the groups that I'm in in Facebook are why I check it now. Like we're talking about the, uh, yeah. the yeah. group. Yeah, absolutely. Well, since we've already kind of got it going, I'm, we're just going to kind of slide right into the podcast because right. why, why not? Um, why? So I'm sitting here with uh, Rachel Edge. Uh, first off, I want to thank you for jumping on the podcast and reaching out to me like we were talking about a little bit ago and just how funny kind of Facebook is nowadays and yeah. just social media in general. Um, and, um, but, have you seen the, uh, what's it on Netflix, Social Dilemma? I've seen it. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's I, something. It's they put really dramatic music behind it. And so when you're watching it, like I'm affected by music a lot, obviously. Yeah. So it was watching a scary movie in a documentary form. Yeah. It was. Some I, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I see it pop up all the time and I'm kind of getting to that point where I, I'm wrapping up the things that I've been watching on Netflix and I'm going to be looking for something new to watch. And so that'll probably be one of the things yeah, I um I suggest it. It makes you think about everything, but it's not something that I didn't already think about before. Mm -hmm. But 
these professionals, because, you know, it's got people that have worked for Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Google, I think, all their input on everything. And um, I actually teach technology and music. I'm a technology specialist and a music specialist at the academy I work at. And uh, so I learned a lot this year about technology because of that. And um, yeah, it's just my rap on it is it's ever changing. Yep. It's possible to keep up with algorithms. Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> just, I've just started using it more as like a, like I used to when MySpace was cool. Do yep. you remember MySpace? Yep. Actually, I saw something pop up on Facebook the other day. Yeah. Uh, somebody was trying to start a migrate back to MySpace hashtag, or I yeah. don't know if that's exactly what it was, but that's essentially what they were trying to do. <laughs> Because Tom was the best. (laughs) I just loved it. And back back then, I remember I had a MySpace in like 2008, maybe. Mm -hmm. Back then, people posted whatever they wanted. And you could pick out your little background to your profile and have your favorite music playing. And back then, you didn't post when you were angry. You ranked your friends. That was the way to do it back in the day. Just rank them like people would be moved to their top friend. That's why Tom was always my top friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> people getting offended because they weren't in my top eight or whatever. And it's yeah, like, it was drama. And see, uh, social media has always been drama. We cannot deny this. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. That is very true. So, um, so first off, once again, thank you for jumping on. Uh, what's kind of your background? What got you into music? Stuff like that. Okay, so I grew up playing, performing on stage at four. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was a musician. And uh, so she, you know, taught me a lot and I loved it. And so I was homeschooled. I'm skipping forward. I was homeschooled until the seventh grade because I would travel with my mother across Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma, and just do festivals and, and art galleries and just, just perform. Mm. It was so much fun. So when I was five years old, I started singing every Tuesday night on a um, local radio station and it was called Billy's house of guitars And uh, we would just have like a live jam every Tuesday night. So I started doing that when I was five. And from then on, it just more things started happening. We started playing at more places. And like I say, just going everywhere. And I was young then, so it's kind of hard for me to actually remember. But I just remember singing like Patsy Cline, the Beatles, um, Hank Williams, um, really original, traditional country. Mixed with 60s rock, some rock, like House the Rising Sun, like that kind of vibe. And um, also, um, what else? Yodeling. I yodeled. So back then, everyone would want to hear me yodel. And uh, Patsy Montana um, was actually friends with my mother. Mm -hmm. So um, my mom had me learn how to play I want to be a cowboy sweetheart on the guitar. And so that was just like my main thing. So like we did yodeling and stuff like that and folky stuff, bluegrass too. Like there really wasn't a genre when it came down to what we did. It was just whatever songs that we liked to do. And um, 
so in the seventh grade, I um, started going to public school because I wanted to play basketball and um, love basketball. So started going to public school in the seventh grade and um, I would sing the national anthem right before I would play basketball. So it never went away. Like yeah. I was in in the seventh grade singing the national anthem and then I'd have to go do layups because it's time to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, still sang it like rodeo shows, joined choirs, just never let it completely fade out. And then when I graduated, I um, had already started writing songs then. <laughs> and um, so since I'd started writing songs, someone suggested that um, I meet with a producer named Kent Wells and um, I did, and I was, I think this was right after I graduated high school, so it was my freshman year of college. I'd already decided I wanted to do music at this mm -hmm. point, and um, really missed it from taking the time off during high school, you know, because I was homeschooled before. Yeah. So, um, came up here, met with him, met Dolly, that was amazing, and um, I just remember thinking, like, I just want to... Uh, come back after all because I wanted to learn as much as I could before I made the move to Nashville Tennessee mm -hmm. that was my 19 year old brain I was like I want to be the best I can be and just have everything lined up and I also wanted to graduate I wanted to graduate college and so um, I studied music and while I was studying music in college that opened up a lot of doors because I was getting to learn how to play the piano because I'd only played the guitar before then. So we had to the piano, we had to practice and practice rooms, log our times. I had to learn how to sing opera, which was so challenging from someone that just never even touched that until I was 20 when I first started with opera. Yeah. And so then I started focusing on classical music because I was like, this is a new world. This is so hard. Like, this is so fun. And um, I fell in love with classical music. And uh, who introduced you to classical music or what was it that, why did you start pursuing it? I guess. Um, honestly, the university that I went to, that was where they put their focus. Okay. And naturally, gotcha. tons of things to focus on, like songwriting, um, you know, specific things. Um, this was where the focus was at my university. It was classical. And okay. I, respected it and I was such a stranger to it that uh, it drew me to it more and um, music theory taking music theory that was hard and as someone that was just you know growing up writing her own songs and singing yeah. and doing things and having to learn technique and all that it just really enhanced everything for me you're making me feel a lot better because I'm not a musician don't pretend to be but <laughs> um, when I was in my freshman year of college I was trying to fill out my um, college course for my second semester. And I took a music theory class online. I'm so sorry. Online. I'm so yeah. sorry. It sounds and so it, hard. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'd be sitting in lectures and I'm like, I don't understand anything this person is talking about. Like, no. what yep. is going on here? And then the fact that you, 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 pursue it you you at that point you'd been singing for majority of your life and you even say it's and and it was still news to me yeah and so it made me look at music like whoa this is hard 
And it just made me think, I'm glad I didn't, you know, make the move yet because I've got a lot to learn. And in the meantime, I noticed, you know, I had really good vocal instructors. So I was noticing the change and my range was just expanding. And it was just like really eye opening as someone that just did it naturally her whole life to learn. Hence all of that, because once, once you do country music your whole life and then you start singing operas in German, French, Italian and all that, it just gets um, really challenging. I remember my first time in my first voice lesson, I was so confused. I had no idea what was going on. I literally, they were talking about a head voice and this and that, which I had a head voice, but they just, I don't know. Vocal instructors are really good about honing in on um, enhancing it. That way you're not forcing your sound and singing should be easy. It should never, you know, feel like hard to do and the healthier, the better. I also learned how important it was to drink water mm-hmm. Yep. for the vocal cords, which by yep. the way, you're supposed to drink it the day before because your vocal cords are the last thing to be hydrated. So if you have yep. a show and you're singing water the day of a show, ain't going to do you any good. Yeah. which is i've learned that lesson just by doing this podcast like the uh i started doing the podcast five years ago but it was like not nearly as often as i've been doing it for the last year year and a half <laughs> and i'd get to a point where i couldn't speak and everybody's like well how much water are you drinking a day i'm like i don't know it's uh, like, that's what i'd say <laughs> i don't know was- yeah it wasn't near enough so now i every day yeah and it, it's helped me a lot. Um, I actually did two shows in one night after teaching music all day. Yeah. And my voice is not at its finest right now. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And so I'm on vocal rest. I have a show on Saturday, but I decided I'm on vocal rest until Saturday. So, and you decided to do this podcast and talking from what I understand is the hardest on your vocals. No, is no? it? That's... Not if you can take a ballot and just speak. Talking isn't hard for me. And I've never okay. sound like I'm hoarse really talking now. Yeah. I do? No, not oh. at all. No. Okay. I was like, do I? Scary. No. No. no, but I know that it's, I can catch it before it gets bad because I do warm ups. And um, the second something gets a little bit harder than it normally is, I'm thinking, take it easy, drink more water. But like I said, I um, told you I double booked myself for the first time yeah. and uh, it was uh, it would have been fine had I not considered the fact that I was teaching and talking to a class all day. Yeah. And on top of that doing two shows. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, learn my lesson. I will do better next time because <laughs> we can't lose the voice. That's the yeah. scariest world. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. And I've done similar things where I would book three podcasts a day for three weeks straight and come out of that sounding like a chain smoking grandma pretty much. All right. Next we have, no, you sound your voice. Now I never finished like with the college thing though. Yeah. We were on opera and that got, you know, really challenging Mm -hmm. but i always wanted to succeed at it and um so i ended up auditioning for uh, the young honors choir and 
that was something like we, I sent in an opera in Italian and French. Mm. And so I liked to go to Carnegie Hall while I was in college. So I got to go to perform at Carnegie Hall. And that was amazing. And that's when things started clicking with me like, oh, because for the longest time in my head, I didn't think I could do opera. That was like the achievement process that was like, you did. Because you just sent in this audition and now you're getting to go to Carnegie. So I felt like classical music, I kind of mastered it at that point. Not yeah. mastered made it yeah i mean i went I, so I was like i did it i i must not you know be horrible at opera because the difference in when i sing songs i write like i'm using soul in my voice and opera is more just like technique so i got to go to carnegie hall and i got to do workshops with um the beautiful um the production was beautiful off broadway and it's carol mm -hmm. king musical okay it was cool because while I was there, I was in the process of thinking, do I want to go into musical theater? Because I was also doing musical theater at the same time I was doing opera. I was like, do I want to go into um, musical theater or do I want to write songs? Like I couldn't decide. And um, so the tickets that they sent us to, because they paid for like our Broadway thing, we yeah. did like a shop. Waitress was the one I did the dance workshop to. And then I went and saw beautiful on Broadway. And that was Carol King's story. And she's an amazing songwriter. And it just kind of inspired me to, you know, just keep thinking, like, what do I want to do when I graduate? What route do I want to take? And, um, and then the more I thought about it, the more I just, you know, I, I love musical theater and I spent some time focusing on acting and things, but I like being a singer songwriter because I'm not taking on a role of anyone and it's mm -hmm. just kind of laid back for me personally because I'm not taking a role and I'm just singing songs and it's just me. Yep. And point I don't know who to be other than just me. So yep. that's why to singer songwriting, singing and songwriting. And that's when I got back in contact with Kentwell's Productions and um, started recording my first EP. And that is going to drop at the end of this year and I wanted to do it last year but I just felt like it was just last year was such a sad year awesome. I, <laughs> I, I I do want to talk ask one quick question about the opera you, you'd mentioned that you were singing in or that you were singing in other languages I believe you said French and what was it okay we had to learn it in every language okay so were you just learning the songs specific, the music specifically in those language or were you, was it like more of a, here's the basics of how the language is spoken and then going into the music? Okay. So have you ever heard of, um, IPA? The beer? No. International phonics alphabet. Okay. When you look up IPA, Cheers, but no, <laughs> International Phonics Alphabet. But um, you know, when you look in a dictionary and you see those symbols for how words are pronounced, mm -hmm. so that translates to all languages. Mm -hmm. So when you learn the symbols and memorize them and learn the sounds for IPA, mm -hmm. I, hope I, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm pretty yeah. sure I. It just sounds weird because I haven't said that word since like 2018 because that's when I had to but um you memorize the sounds and then how did they do it so yeah once you learn how to pronounce things using IPA you go back in to your 
um, repertoire mm -hmm. and you IPA every single word mm -hmm. and you study the lyric. I, everyone was different and everyone had their own preferences. I would study the lyrics in English and um, circle certain words in the opera that mm -hmm. really stood out because you don't want to like sing the word the really long like here comes the sun or something like yeah. that like that's yeah. what i was always scared i would do you know like yeah. put in on something that was just like a random not cool yeah. word <laughs> and um so yeah i would go back in and you would write above the sheet music i would it was preference but ipa format the way to sing it the way it's pronounced and then study it study what it's about circle words that stand out to you and decide what you want to put emphasis on while you're performing it gotcha gotcha okay i was just kind of curious if you had to go uh what the be or what the recommended or preferred or best way to prepare for definitely ipa and it was very confusing but it was such a fun class because um, I also used that when I was doing theater. Mm -hmm. If I needed to develop an accent, there's actually a website, IPA Translator, mm -hmm. and it works with accents. So I could practice an accent in any way by oh, wow. reading the way, you know, it would sound if you, like I had a, whenever I'd get a script and if that was a part or a role with an accent, copy and paste it and do the IPA Translator, it would print out. And because I knew how to read the sounds and what they sounded like, I could mm -hmm. read it and have an accent. Pretty sure um, JFK read an entire speech in IPA in another language that he never knew. Really? Pretty sure. That's what was said in college. Could be fake. I'll have to look into it. I don't want to be tossing out any false information. But I remember hearing that, that he read an entire speech in a different language. Hey, um, new IPA. I, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound crazy. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's kind of cool because I think if I'm in Europe and I'm having trouble, I'm going to use Google Translator, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to use IPA, and I may not hear what they're telling me, but they can hear what I'm saying to them. Like, yeah, whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I completely understand. So. You graduated college, uh, and then you decided that you were more gearing towards being a singer songwriter. Yes. And at what point did you end up moving out to Nashville or were you already out in Nashville at this point? Okay. So I literally graduated college on a Friday okay. and had myself booked for a week of co-rats okay. that Monday in Nashville. And, um, in the meantime, I was looking for places to live. So I was just doing co-rats, looking for apartments, co-rats, apartments. Yeah. And I moved here in June, 2019. Okay. And so you... literally been two years. It, it'll be two years this week. Oh, that's awesome. And unfortunately, half of it's, or over half of it's been under COVID. That, and like... that's, a, I, I, that was such a scary, sad time for me. Yeah. As for everyone, no one's alone in that. And um, so I'm thinking back to it. And I just remember thinking, oh, my goodness, like no one knew what was going to happen. I knew I didn't want to release my music during it because I just I just wasn't 
you know, I just felt really sad during that entire year. It just, mm-hmm. the whole, um, it really stressed me out. Like it did a lot of people and I have older parents. They're a lot older. And yeah. so I remember people talking about risk and this. And so it was just always so scary to me. And I just focused on family during that phase. And then, yeah. And I wanted to be able to, main thing is I wanted to be able to put up my music and then go sing it for a crowd Mm -hmm. that just to give it some extra life. Like I didn't want to, it, to me, it wasn't the same um, putting out a song and, and then not being able to perform. Like I'm a performer first and foremost, first and foremost. So me putting out music and not being able to, give it wings was just something that I just avoided. If that makes sense. Yep. Uh, now there were for... beautiful songs that came out through other artists during 2020. Um, seeing as how it was like my first year in Nashville and also a big city, number one, yeah. like keep in mind, I grew up in the smallest town in Arkansas. Yeah. I moved to Nashville and the heat of it being on the rise, like everything was, it was summertime everything was lively and then all of a sudden it stopped and i remember thinking oh my goodness and the entire world stopped with it so i remember just being you know really kind of detached from yep. everything yep i completely understand um so given that you've been in nashville for about two years now even though over half of it's been under the pandemic and all that stuff What's been the hardest part about adjusting to life in Nashville? If you'd have asked me this, okay, so the last time I did interviews, I came right back to Arkansas where I'm from and like yeah. did a radio and I said, traffic, it's yep. so scary. It's so scary. But I learned a lot from the Uber drivers around town. Okay. And I just kind of got used to it. So I used to would say traffic. Now I would say the hardest thing to adjust to Mm -hmm. would be just (sighs) good one. Let me think, give me a second. I'm thinking like the problem I have now, because this is my home, Mm -hmm. not going anywhere. And um, (laughs) the hardest thing for me to adjust to is there being so many things to do that it's overwhelming because I used to plan trips and live in the middle of nowhere and, only have the same places to eat every night. And so now it's just kind of like breathe. There's a lot to do out there and I can just get on a vent bright and find something to do. And it's just really fun. Yeah. And so the hardest thing to adjust to is there always being something to do and me um, just, I don't know. Stay there's, in- always, there's always something to do and it feels like you're missing out on something. It feels like I'm missing out on something. It feels like I'm not working hard enough. Yep. That the key because because there is so much music in the city, I just want to be invested in it all the way. And I, I love being on stage. I love being in the studio. I love doing interviews. Like I just want to not slow down. Yeah. And uh, so the biggest adjustment is just really my time. Mm-hmm. After, you know, things started looking up in Nashville and everything was getting better. Um, my life picked right back up. And so right now my biggest adjustment in Nashville is being able to balance that because it's, I'm just so much more busy than I've ever been in my entire life. And it's hard to keep up with. And I have two planners and a Google calendar and it just gets 
hectic. Small town yeah. life does not do that. Yep. It, can, can I give you a, a small piece of advice? Yeah, I would love advice. Okay. Uh, well, it's fun to, it. it's very easy to get swept up into everything because I'm very much like you. I like to be busy. I like to have, I don't like to waste any time. I like to be, okay, I'm up at seven. And then from 7.30 a.m. until about a half hour before I go to bed, I like to have the day full and accounted for. Exactly. For. One, one thing that I've learned is you need to just stop, enjoy the moment, and just remember why you're doing all this. I do. Okay. I'm not this morning, but I love my life. And it gets hard because I know that it's stressful, but I mean, stress is unavoidable to me. There is yeah. not a that I've met and people open up to me like a book all the time. It's kind of yeah. crazy. And uh, the biggest thing for me is some days are good. I'm a big advocate in standing up for the bad days because especially like we're going back into social media right now. I can't yep. pull out, yeah. but you're online and you're like, my day sucks. And you're scrolling and um, everyone else's life doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me personally, I like to, like I use Snapchat a lot. That's mm-hmm. my go-to um, to document and to just, you know, keep a record and just like, it's just like a safe space for me. It's like my new MySpace. That's what Snapchat is. So I've started being very real on there, just like talking about things and how I feel. And I've been more vulnerable on Facebook. I think I put a post a while back saying Facebook, you don't scare me anymore. Like it was just all too much. And so now I really, I, I'm not happy unless I'm doing something mm-hmm. like my brain doesn't like I'm, I'm planning a, a vacation to the beach and that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. In the meantime, it's just as fun for me to feel accomplished. I don't know. Like it's just the drive, I guess I've, I've yeah. never been able to separate from it, but I, yeah. I like it, but you're yeah. right. There can be a time when you do too much, which was, Monday for me, yeah. but I, unless I was like, okay, we won't do that again. We won't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's also one of those things where you just really got to listen to yourself and your body. And there'll be times where I've been grinding really hard all week. And then like Wednesday or Thursday or that next Monday come up and I'm just looking at my schedule and it's just like, yep, I'm canceling all of this. I'm just going to sit here and watch Ozark for the third time for summer, you know? See, I'm not a big TV watcher at all. I wish I was because I think that's how a lot of people chill out. (laughs) Well, and it's just, I've come to realize that I need to have the ability to just kind of shut off every once in a while. That's me every night before bed. I literally have a record player and my way of shutting off, it can be an audio book, record player, playing piano, or just listening to music on my patio, really that's my shut off. And then I just sit there and I just kind of, that's my happy time when the day is over. It's just not me watching movies. It's usually like sitting down, listening to music or playing piano. Nice. That's that's my chill day. (laughs) Well, it's one of those things where it's like, I wish that was the way I could just shut off and relax, but I listen to music so much for everything else that we do on live and amplified that it's just kind of like, I find myself analyzing everything. Right. See, yeah, I have been told that I 
listen to music for background noise whenever I do that thing. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. That's it. When I said that, I was shocked. I was like, background noise, what? But that's not true all the time because it is background music, but I'm always listening to lyrics and I'm always, like you say, analyzing. Yep. But um, yeah, I guess sometimes when I put on a song, it's to jam out. Sometimes yeah. I put on a song to feel a type of way. Yeah. Well, that that's where I go into more of my commercially because I have like seven different playlists on my Spotify, and I have one that's just like straight up. No, there's like very little independent music on mm-hmm. there, and so if like I really need to shut things down, I'll just turn that playlist on because I don't need to analyze that one to death. It's just yeah. Okay. Well, same here in a way. There are songs that pop up that I can't make myself delete. Yeah. Even though when I hear them, I'm like, next. Yeah. I'm either burnt out or I'm just thinking that song makes me sad or that song makes me too amped up or that song is not how I'm feeling right now. So I literally next, 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 until something <laughs> pops up. And I'm like, this will do. This will do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I completely get it. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into your music and what you got going on right now. Uh, you released a single back in 2020, and now you're getting ready to release the next single, and it's all leading towards an EP, correct? Yes. So this was my, this is my EP. I'm just yeah. releasing singles, and I think once it's done, I'll, I'll do, you know, some merch and things like that mm-hmm. to go along with it as a package, like a yeah. little thing. But yeah, I just like, uh, I want every song to resonate at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And so um, I re- I'm releasing them as singles and um, I have four more to oh. relate for, until the EPs are out. Cause there were five, my EP had five songs. Okay. So I'm re- releasing them as singles and yeah, I have my new single coming up and it's going to be out on the 22nd and the time's flying by. It feels like just two weeks ago that I, um, it doesn't seem like two weeks ago, excuse me, mm-hmm. that I set the release date, picked out the um, album art and all that. And now it's already mid-June almost, and I'm feeling, you know, excited. It's weird. It's so much easier this time around than the first time I released the song. I always said once I really, like after I released that song, something in my artistry just changed. Yeah so scary to put out your first song i don't know if every artist is this way but for me it was so scary to put out that very first one and then to throw a music video with it it was just kind of like bam bam here i am yeah this is me and so it it really helped me to um be comfortable Mm -hmm. i think it made me really comfortable with releasing everything else with ease because time's just flying by i remember last time i was um you know, oh, I was I was just so nervous. But after I put my song out in the world and it got the reactions it did and the things that people have shared with me because of that song, it's just really comforting. And it, it, give, it gives me confidence and just like contentness. Is contentness a word? Makes me uh, feel content. I'll change it. Yeah. Makes me yeah. Um, and so now that stress of... Um, what will people think this and that is gone mm-hmm. mainly because 
when you put out a song and you get a lot of people's feedback, mm-hmm. eventually you, you quit worrying about what other people think yep. because today there's always going to be something negative or this or that. And once I learned that lesson, it's just like, Oh, okay. Well, I know where I stand now. So yeah, I'm rambling. I do that. No, all. you're good. You're making very valid points. So I'm going to let you keep going. <laughs> so with this song, I'm not stressed about anything. It's just the matter of, you know, making sure that I'm presenting it the way I want it to be presented mm-hmm. because all the man I love is dead. And from the live shows I've done with it, that title, people sometimes gasp and I'm thinking, this is not like, this isn't what you think. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I have to be um, careful with it. And TikTok banned it. They didn't ban it, but they they were they reported that it was like bad because I put like a teaser of it at one point, uh-huh. and I went with the listening room. And so I was um, introducing the song, and I said, you know, the title is "Man I Love Is Dead," and they were like, "My oh, guess. And one of the um, musicians that I had around with said um did you kill him and everyone was like laughing I was like no I didn't kill him like that's not what it's about and so a little clip on TikTok and then TikTok like I was hashtagging hashtagging rip the man I love is dead and um so TikTok like was watching it but then they put it back up I guess asked speculation but for a while it was under review and I was thinking guys it's just a title (laughs) oh that's uh, will, there, will there be a music video for this one as well? There, see, I had one. I released my last one immediately after. Uh-huh. About a week after I think I released my single. Um, I learned so much from my first music video. And it, it just, like, I have a really good videographer. And so we're working together right now. This is a song that reflects me personally. My last song was more of a debut tribute to my parents because I I wanted them to know I'd always find my highway back home to them. Like they're my number one support and I love them so much. And they're who I grew up playing music with, you know, Mm -hmm. my mother. So um, this video is different because it's just all me. Like it's not a tribute song and it's not anything. It's just all me. So I'm extra extra aware of what I want to put in it, what I don't know. My mind changes a lot. So I'm just bouncing ideas with him back and forth. So it, I, there's, I don't know when it will come out, but it will be, there definitely will be one. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I take it you haven't quite started filming that one yet. Maybe I have, (laughs) I have clips. Okay. Yes. I have clips. I do. Fair. fair. I have an outline. I do. Okay. That's fair. And uh, I want um, it to be, I don't know, music videos scare a lot of people. Mm. Now, um, I've learned that if I don't spend too much time thinking about it Mm -hmm. and uh, just go with random things that just like pop up, like I'll be shopping and I'll see something. I'll be like, that's something I want. Yeah. In this video, mainly with clothes, but um, also with just items that I see that remind me of my song. I'm thinking, 
Like I saw a bottle of wine the other day that was perfect. And I was like, I want that somewhere, anywhere. doesn't matter. So yeah, I don't like to plan out things like in perfect detail. Yeah. I like to, you know, gather up my own ideas and collaborate because I owe my videographer so much for my last video. He is a pro and it just went very smoothly because of him. Nice. So yep. I I do have to ask about the last music video. Did, okay. Do you record, did, was that video of you actually in the studio recording the single or was that like? Yes. After, okay. I wanted it to be, I always said, whenever I first, like I remember and I'm acting the same way about this video now. Yes. It's hard for me to talk about something that's going to be a video. It's just hard for me to wrap my head around it because I haven't seen it. Yep. And once I see all of it, that's when I'll know what to say. Until then, it's just, it's just a project. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, I wanted to have a behind the scenes moment mm -hmm. mixed with sunlight. Just my favorite things that I've bought in Nashville clothes wise. And mm -hmm. just like the studio honestly felt like my home because it's in the country. And so I wanted to film it there because I'm thinking, you know, that's my second home away from a home and it's country and it's perfect. Like, let's just do it there and get some behind the scenes yeah. footage. And um, so, yeah, that was at the studio. Gotcha. That yep. Gotcha. I, I saw that and I was like, it could be actually at the studio, but not a lot of acoustic artists record live because it looked like it was like a live recording set. But I don't know. Yeah. It was, I don't really know. Like I went in and it was just, I wanted to catch the sunlight. That was my focus. Like I had a layout of what I wanted to do, but I wanted to catch the sunlight and mm -hmm. uh, we did. And it made me so happy. I just thought it was so pretty. He did such a good job. Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed the music video. And then the, uh, the footage of the, the truck driving away. Mm -hmm. I just loved like the, the tie into it. Like it was just, I don't know. It was just, fell together perfectly in my mind. And I remember when I didn't know what I wanted to drive, it's funny because I'm wearing the hat that I was yeah. in, but um, I didn't know what I wanted to drive for that scene. And I, um, someone showed me a picture of that truck and I was like, that one matches my hat. We'll do that one. That one matches the hat. <laughs> I'm just really into colors too. So I'm thinking that'll be perfect. And it, it did, nice. but that's awesome. Oh, uh, so you you got the uh, new single releasing in just under two weeks, if my math is correct. Yeah, you're right. Yes. I, I don't I don't math very well, but you know, I I think that's right. Um, I I math at all, but you are right because there is an internal clock for when a single is coming out. <laughs> what what's kind of going through your mind right now as we? kind of gear up for that release honestly i've been so on the go um that it's hard for me to think about it like i i, I wrote down everything that i did my last single release so that mm -hmm. it wouldn't be stressful of a time yeah right now my parents are in town and we're gonna go out to dinner later mm -hmm. and you know have been doing shows and and sending press releases and just honestly what's going through my mind about it is just 
more calmness, more excitement than nerves this time, honestly. Yeah. More excitement than nerves. Number one, the drive behind it, this song is so powerful for me right now. The drive behind it and the the fact that it's so personal. Yeah. It's just it's it's like I'm so excited because I think once this song is out in the world, because I, I wrote this two years ago. Mm-hmm. Once it's out in the world, it'll just make me feel a lot better because I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I, I wanted it to be my second single release for a reason. It's my second favorite on the EP. Highway Back Home was my first and this one's my second. Gotcha. Uh, since we're on the EP uh, side of things, what went into the song selection process for it? Did you already have like all these songs written or did you specifically write? knowing you were putting these songs on an EP? I just, I don't know. I just picked the favorites of the ones that I had written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Pick the favorites of the ones that I'd written. And those were the ones I chose. And yeah. Gotcha. So the it's, those the, this is like a conglomeration of your favorite songs that you've written. That's essentially mm-hmm. what it, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're the favorite ones that I've written for sure. Gotcha. Oh, it's awesome. Um, and then as far as like your writing and creative process, what's that kind of, what's kind of your process when you sit down to write? It happens in different ways. Sometimes I'll get a melody. Most often it's just lyrics. I'll write things down throughout the day. Sometimes I'll sit down and just write a song mm-hmm. just in 10 minutes. And there's been three songs in my life that I've sat down and written in like, I'm not going to say 10 minutes, but I will say about 30 that I just yeah. love so much. And then there are the type of songs that I go back to and play with. And then I just bounce around. Cause I have notes in my phone that you're asking me my process. I mm. have notes. Yeah crazy amount of notes and ideas and um i just jot them down i'll go back to it finish it um piano it's weird because sometimes i'll write songs on the guitar and sometimes i write them on the piano and then it's like impossible for my brain to retrack it yeah learn it um because they're different sounds you know i don't know yeah. it's i when i'm feeling emotional it's very easy for me to write a song when i'm feeling creative it's easy for me to go back into my ideas and notes and play with it. And it's kind of like a puzzle then. Yeah. Yeah. And I write with um, Bill DeLuigi a lot. He's the one I wrote highway back home with. And um, yeah, just sharing ideas with my favorite songwriters, co-writers. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you all kind of always writing or do you, take breaks or like what what kind of those i don't everyone i know is always right i mean not everyone i know that is so not true but um yeah i write all the time i do like three in the (laughs) gotcha well because i know sometimes people need to take like a creative break because they got writer's block or whatever or you know so it's just always kind of curious because there's a lot of musicians that are able to just always like oh red ferrari you know that's a song you know like whatever it is so it's always interesting yeah i have so many songs 
that I've written right now that I am doing the same thing that I did with my EP, going back, trying to find out which ones I like and why I like them. And is the message what I want? You know, that's what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as writing, there are some nights that I'll wake up and write in the middle of the night. And there are days like most days that I'll just write down things and play like apps talking about apps and watching TV. Like I like to play with the notes in my phone and search what I wrote years ago and pick and choose from different songs that I've written. And sometimes some songs that I've written in different folders go well together and just, I don't know. It's just like, honestly. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's very fair. Um, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Cause I know you mentioned the valuable, uh, lesson the value of time and uh spending time with your family which is uh really cool that you're able to do that um so excited outside what's that (laughs) i said i'm just so happy because they showed up yesterday been a long time since i'd seen them oh probably probably during the pandemic you probably hadn't seen them probably for over a year maybe no i I saw them during the pandemic in the middle pandemic i can't keep up that whole thing i have a single called the blur that's the blur that one's coming out <laughs> nice. uh, outside of music what's kind of your thing what do you do when you need a little you time i love to hike so much i love to go to caves i love, like go to the west I like Las Vegas. I like going to Utah with my sister. I like just travel. That's what it is. Travel and exploring and going to waterfalls and deserts and climbing in lava tunnels. I went in a lava tunnel one time. It went in a cave. Like stuff like that. It's adventurous and and outdoors. I love that. I like to fit. I haven't been fishing in a long time, but I love to fish and I like to cook, believe it or not. I do like to cook. (laughs) Some people don't know that about me and they think I can't cook. And I'm like, yeah, I can. (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah, stuff like that. And family time, family, outdoors, fun, pool. Yeah. And Nashville. Gotcha. That's awesome. So you brought up that you like to go into caves and caverns and stuff like that. Have you been up to the caverns in Bowling Green, Kentucky? I went to a cave in Kentucky when I was little called Mammoth Cave. Okay. It was terrifying. (laughs) I remember, have you been there? I've heard of it. I've not been there. Yeah. That's not, no, I haven't been to Kentucky much. I want to go to Kentucky. I've been to Kentucky um, casino that's close to around here. That's but i haven't been to that bowling green but that's yeah. a familiar i've heard yeah. that i moved here i've heard it a lot but yeah the cave i went to in kentucky was the mammoth cave and it was yeah. awesome slash terrifying gotcha. and if yeah. you like if you like to travel out west go into new mexico and go to carlsbad caverns okay good to know yes. i'm trying i'm trying to think of the place i went to in new mexico it was so pretty i can't uh, think of what- was it Taos, Santa Fe? Yes. yes. I lived in New Mexico for four years, so it's just a matter of running down the big cities and we'll figure awesome. it out. I love New Mexico. My dad actually lived in New Mexico for a while, too. 
and I just I don't know the weather there to me is like perfect. yeah especially in I lived in Roswell oh yeah. I, I lived there for four years and uh I'm currently planning my uh move back to Roswell trying to figure that one out so we'll figure it um, out you know, it was one of those things where you don't know what you have until you leave it. And then it's just like, yeah, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I did. So, yeah, New Mexico is gorgeous. I mm. love New Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. And Arizona. <sighs> I haven't been to Arizona that much, but the company that I currently work for, we have two stations in Arizona. And it's just kind of like Tucson wouldn't be a bad move either. Check it out. Check it out. Check okay. it out. Check out Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> last time, last time I was there, I was driving back from Vegas, and it was two in the morning. So <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas since the pandemic started, and I want to go back so bad. I love Vegas, but I wonder what it's like. I, I need to watch the news more, I suppose, because I have no idea what's yeah. going on. From everything I've been seeing, is it's kind of back up in full swing from what I've been seeing, so. Oh, well, good to know. Good to know, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I just so want to say thank you so much because you've been so nice and it's been so easy to talk to you. You're so chill. Thank you so much for um, asking me about my life. Like, that's... Yeah, not a problem. Uh, <laughs> Evelyn, thank you for reaching out to me, you know, because yeah. as, as many people that are on, like, the, we'll just kind of say the Yep page in general, like, the the young professionals of Nashville page. Um, it's always, I'm always finding new people. It's so crazy and bizarre. And it's just like, okay. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's, um, it's got so much information on it. And, and the reason is because everyone there is there to help out. Like they want to share information and it, and they're so kind to the people that don't know, you know, which route to take for this or that mm -hmm. and meeting people, like you said, just meeting professionals and just, I don't know. It's kind of like Reddit in a way. Yeah. I mean, I love Reddit. Reddit's really cool, but yeah. All right. I get what you're saying. So um, if people want to check out your music or follow you on any of your socials, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? Um, if you Google Rachel Edge, you'll, my Facebook will probably pop up. And then from there, you can find my Instagram. Um, I have a website, racheledgemusic.com. That's got a bio and my links to my socials in it. Um, Instagram, I, I love the number five. And mm. so my Instagram's a little different. It's um, Rachel Edge five. And uh, yeah, you can just... um. Find me on any uh, platform. I'm out on every single, like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, all that. TikTok. Um, yeah. So just search Rachel Edge and you will be able to find me. And if you cannot, shoot me an email from my website, I guess. But no, mainly Facebook is where I get the most, mm. like, I don't know. When I Google myself, it's Facebook that pops up. So if you get on there and send me a message. It may take a while to re respond, like I said, because, you know. Because you're, all, you're always got something going on. I got something going on, but I do 
love reaching out to people. Yeah. I, the best part about releasing my last single was all the people that I didn't even know caring. Yep. That beautiful feeling because that's because I connected. And so connecting to people is why I'm doing this right now, connecting yeah. to people. And so I just want everyone to never hesitate to reach out and uh, give me a follow and just shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook or email. If you ever want to talk about anything, I would do my best to, you know, answer all that and just connect with people, see what they think, especially since this is my second single and it's such a contrast between my first one, really ready to see how it plays out. So awesome. Well, I can't wait for people to hear the second single and just the EP in general. And, uh, for everyone that's just getting introduced to you to just check out your music in general, I'm really excited and I'm really really excited to see where your career goes and all that stuff. So I'm glad Thanks we so had much. the opportunity to meet. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm going to have dinner. Yep. Probably or something. I don't know yet. I gotcha. go to Walmart. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, once again, <laughs> thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you everybody thank you for, for tuning in and we will catch you guys later.